snap instead i think it works oh, <laughs> sexy baby you doing that snap move on me oh snap mm, mm, <laughs> oh snap welcome to game devs quest your once weekly podcast following to game dev scrubs into game devdom if we can do it you can too i'm Rhett. what up y'all i'm taylor and we are quickly fast approaching omg jam five mm-hmm. yeah man and that's all we gotta say <laughs> well, yeah, we have, uh, what, five days? Actually, it starts in less than five days. Starts Friday morning. Mm-hmm. And, Midnight PST. Uh, there you go. Yep. And it's Monday morning at the moment. Might be Monday afternoon when you're listening to this or after. We don't judge. <laughs> you listen however you want. That's the beauty of this bad boy. It's our free gift to you. That's right. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so if you haven't done that, go ahead. You can follow our links at gamedevsquest.com to our itch.io page uh, and sign up over there. Um, you know, there's no pressure, but if you or some friends been looking for an easy, low barrier of entry game jam, this is your shtick. Uh, come join us and make a game that has only one mechanic. Yeah, we got some pretty sweet themes lined lined up, I think, too. Right yeah. now, I decided on them this morning, so I'm pretty stoked. Uh, I am, too. Yeah. By the way, uh, if you want to just get directly to that page, you can go to bit.ly forward slash omgjam5. We have 64 people signed up right now. Hell yeah. But plenty of time. Spread the word. Yeah, right at the top, I'm going to ask you guys, too. If you haven't done it yet, just give that a little retweet or something like that. Tell your friends. Um, Of course, if you don't want to do that, that's totally cool, too. But we appreciate it if you do because, like, Mm -hmm. you know, visibility helps. And then while we're at it, uh, if you guys want to, like, leave the podcast rating and review, too, that goes a long ways. Um, For real. But anyways... Enough about that. We'll announce the themes uh, later on this week as we close in on on uh, Friday. Uh, is there like a spe- specific venue that we're going to do that, Taylor? Uh, typically what we've done in the past is make a short little video um, yeah. and post it up a couple hours before the jam starts. So like, you know, 8 p.m. Pacific time uh, on Thursday night. Cool. Um, so typically we'll do that and then... I mean, everyone in the Discord, we could drop drop the early access, whatever, to, and probably tweet. So it'll be around. Cool. Yeah, get you guys ready. Cool. And I know some people uh, have talked about that sort of being cheating. You know, you get the themes a couple hours ahead of time, and eh. then, then you get a start. But you know what? I, I actually had some people this week ask me. They said, hey, I really want to do the jam, but... Um, I don't, I don't have that time on the the days that you guys blocked out. Can I do it early? I was like, yeah, I don't care. Sure, go for it. We don't know the themes right. yet, but I can let you know ahead of time. It's not like, yeah. That and big I think of a this deal. is something I say about every game jam that we do. But the truth is, is that like we're only abiding by the spirit of the jam here, right? Like, there's some rules on the itch.io page, but like you don't have to sign up to participate in the jam. Right. You know what I mean? Like we appreciate it because it helps us see who's, who's participating and who's doing what. And then we can see and play your games afterwards. But like, you don't have to sign up. If you just want to like be a lurker and make your game and never share it with anybody, that's totally fine. Yep. You know, we're just abiding by the spirit of the game jam. It, and if you have it in your soul somewhere to cheat the spirit of the game jam, well, I'm sorry that that is you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care, man. I mean, as soon as we start doing a, a ranked jam or something competitive, that's a little well, different. You, but well, this yeah. one here, like, you just do you. It's yeah, all about exactly. getting out and making games. And, you know, there's some people in the Discord who said, like, they just don't have what it takes to to commit to a jam because, you know, they're 
frankly time consuming that's totally fine if you want to uh you know we'll have people streaming go hop on their streams and watch them it's all you know there's plenty of ways to be involved perfect yeah absolutely yep um and that being said too if you guys want to uh join the discord and and like chat with everybody else that's participating uh you guys can join that we got the permanent link at bit.ly forward slash gdq discord um, and that'll get you in there and they've different, uh, some different chat rooms and things like that. And, uh, we've got a room dedicated to like partying up with people and stuff like that. So if you've got a specific skill that, uh, you know, maybe you want to flex, but, uh, you can't make a whole game on your own, just ask around. There's lots of people that are willing to accept teammates, um, yeah. or that are currently looking for teammates as well. So, um, yeah, I know we got, uh, Kirk in the discord, who's a musician composer, who's looking to join up with some people. You might cool. even be able to do more than more than one game if you're solely focusing on on music. So, yeah, yeah. that's kind of a cool exercise. So, yeah. absolutely, yeah. No matter your skill, come get in here. Uh, we can, you know, try and pair you up. You know, um, worst case scenario doesn't necessarily work out, but that's uh, that's fine. Anyway, <laughs> um, moving on from that. Yeah, man. So I heard you had kind of an episode this week, huh? Yeah, an episode of Game Devs Quest. You're listening to it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That wasn't funny. Shut I, up. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're the uh, worst. Dude, Rhett, you know what I you know how I am though. I just gotta reinforce your uh yeah, your my, ego. My ego. Yeah. Anytime <laughs> you say anything, I just laugh. Oh, Rhett, you're so funny. <laughs> and then Rhett's over there like, I'm the I'm the funniest person ever. I am funny. Oh, I, I really <laughs> am a comedian. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, I did have an episode. Uh, if you guys recall last week, um, I had a bit of a toothache, I think, when we were talking mm-hmm. on the podcast. Did that come up? Yeah, you, you said you had a mouth thing, <laughs> which goes back to you being a comedian, but... Um... <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't think you wanted to get into it. I got a little bit of a mouth thing going on here. You're also like doped up a little bit by the I sounds apparently of it, so. also I apparently also was talking like your grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Anytime I do an impersonation of anyone, it's gotta be like have a little bit of a southern twang to it, you know? Where's your grandpa from? He's not from the South, though. No, dude. He's born and raised in a small town in Oregon, and he never left besides fighting in World War II. <laughs> Which so. is kind of badass in yeah. a weird way. <laughs> yep. He also <laughs> built his house like by himself. He told me the last time I, I was down there, he was like talking about it. You know, He's like, oh, yeah, I got this wood from this place, and I went down to the river and grabbed all these rocks to build this wall, and... He was like, I was like, how much did it cost to build your house back then? He was like, well, it's like 1963 uh, for all the materials. It was about $6,000. I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so crazy. But yeah, pretty well, cool. Late, in late 60s, my grandpa bought a freaking farm in Silverton for $10,000 yeah. with a house. <laughs> it's so, so crazy. Yeah. That's yeah, bullshit. I know. Anyway. Well, yep. what's funny is, like, I was just thinking, because, like, whenever you do an impression of your grandpa, or, like, say his jokes, it's, like, always the same voice. <laughs> yeah. And I do it all the time, too, now. It just is, like, rubbed off on me. Uh, well, the horn works. Now try the lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do that voice a lot. I don't know what it is. Because it's fun. I don't it know. It is fun. Yeah. Uh, but what the hell? Oh, a mouth thing. A mouth, your mouth thing. thing. Tell us all um, about your mouth thing, right? Yeah. Well, so yeah, I've had a bad tooth for a while, and then it uh, it just got really bad last week before we recorded our podcast. Not before, not like right before, but like a few days before, and it got to the point where you know. So it's like I went and did my show, Sweeney Todd, Wednesday night. I worked all night. Um for you know just work mm-hmm. and then i about 3 or 4 a.m my mouth just started hurting so bad my tooth like the whole left side of my face too and i would like poke the tooth with my tongue and the tooth felt hot 
Like, as weird as that sounds, it felt hot to my tongue. And anytime I touched it or anything, it was like instant debilitating pain. Dang. And so I drove home and I got home at like 6 a.m. And Bailey was getting ready to go to work. And I was like, shit, this is crazy. And so I was just like, I'll just try to sleep it off. And she left and I was just laying there in agony. And finally I was like, I, I just can't do this anymore. This is crazy. So, you know, I found some like painkillers left over from, oh, oh that was a, that was the first thing too. I, I took Tylenol when I was driving home and I took like a thousand milligrams. It did nothing in the hour drive that I had home. So then I took like another thousand milligrams and about another hour later, it still hadn't done anything to alleviate the pain. Damn. And I was like, this is crazy. So eventually I found some painkillers I had left over from a surgery that I had. And I took those and then I called my dentist and was like, I'm having a dental emergency, I think. And they were like, okay, come in tomorrow. Thus began the longest 24 hours of my life. I don't know <laughs> if I talked about this on the podcast last week. And if I did, I'm sorry. I but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Why don't we know what happened on our own show? <laughs> uh, I had an excuse, Taylor. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, but thus began the longest 24 hours of my life. I went and played Sweeney Todd with this toothache. I, you know, couldn't sleep all night. Then I went to the, de- to the dentist. And they did nothing. They prescribed me some antibiotics and gave me some painkillers that were weaker than the ones that I was already using. Which sucked. <laughs> so then, I spent literally the next week just taking painkillers nonstop around the clock and obviously my antibiotics. Um, anyway, from the moment that I got into my dentist's office, I, st- I started calling my dentist back afterwards because they were like, okay, we're going to schedule you for a root canal to fix this tooth. It's super infected. Like, you know, something has to be done. And I told them I'm going out of the country for a month in oh, a, just yeah. like two weeks. And I was like, something needs to be done. Take the tooth out. Whatever you got to do. I don't care. It needs done. And, well, they tried to schedule me for December for my root canal. I was like, how on God's green earth am I going to, like, last that long? You know what I mean? And, like, the antibiotics just didn't seem to be working. Even, like, you know, they, they said after, like, three or four days, like, it should be working. And then later on, they said after the antibiotics are done... Like, and then, like, one of the doctors I spoke to thought that they gave me, like, a two-week run of antibiotics, like, looking at my paperwork, but they only gave me a week-long run. So, I'm like, what the fuck is going on with these guys, right? Like, (laughs) and then they just stopped returning my calls. Like, I was like, something needs to happen. And they never returned my call. And finally, I got somebody on the phone from, like, their corporate office or whatever, because it's, like, one of these big, like, chain dentists. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, well, here's what we can do. Your dentist isn't in until, like, this day. But, you know, he can't do the surgery anyways. You need to see a specialist. And that's why it's in December. And I was like, okay, I'm leaving the country. And they're like, oh, this could be problematic. Okay, we'll get a referral for an, you know, an out of, you know, like another, a third party a root canal specialist. I'm like, okay, cool. So they get, <laughs> they like get the paperwork all squared away. And they're like, we'll call you. But if you haven't heard from us, call us on Wednesday. I'm like, okay. So I haven't heard from him. So I call them on Wednesday or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and they're like, oh, we still haven't signed off on it. Well, you know what? Why don't you just call the third party specialist and like see what they can do? So I called them and they're like, they literally took care of everything for me. <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, we need to call your office and get the paperwork squared away. And I was like, well, they made it sound like I had to do it at first. I was like, oh my God. And they're like, we'll do that for you. They filled out all the paperwork for me. They called my dentist for me. They scheduled the appointment for me. Like, it was amazing to be treated like a human being. Yeah. And and then, yeah, I talked to them and they're like, can you come in tomorrow morning? I was like, yeah, I'll be there. So I worked all night again, drove in. They call me as soon as I get home at like 7 a.m. And they're like, can you come in right now? I'm like, I'm on my way. And my dentist was a badass. The root canal was actually kind of fun, if I'm being <laughs> honest. Were you yeah. not asleep? Is that why? Well, no. 
Yeah, they just numb you up locally. Hmm. Um, See, I don't actually know what a root canal entails. So, yeah, I know. I'm talking to you like you're a fucking idiot. I didn't know either until I got one time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, root canal is like essentially where they they basically just like like reinforce your roots basically like they remove the infection like physically like they cut um, it out well like yes and no like let's just uh look at this here um Anyway, I was trying to look it up a little bit so I get a better description for you. But yeah, they basically like disinfect the tooth. I don't know if they like cut it out or what. Um, but then they like stuck these like things. So like all the nerves in my tooth were basically just infected and screwed up. Yeah. And so they disinfected and do all this stuff. And then they shut like he took these like thin things and he like shoved them down the root. Oof. So that it, like, anchored itself into my gum still. So it, like, um, kind of wedged him open? Yeah, kind of. It's, like, it almost looked like, he, like, on the x-ray, it looked like, yeah, like, he essentially took some, like, shims and, like, shoved him down the, like, through the root canal itself. Dang. Good thing you're numbed up. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I'm sure it's, uh... I'm sure it would uh, be horrible to have that without. And, you know, that's the thing. Like, you hear the saying all the time. Like, people say, like, oh, it's about as much fun as a... um, A root canal? As a root canal, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, what? so what made it fun? Just... Just kind of seeing how it was done. Yeah. You know, it was interesting. Like, my doctor was, like, really nice and calm and funny and he was just like talking the whole time about stuff and and just seeing how he was and he was like explaining it to me step by step you know and what was funny about the whole thing you know he's like he's like anyway he told me originally he's like yeah i think your your infection's so bad that i think we're going to um we're gonna have to like do this in increments and you might have to come back Ugh. And I was like, oh, no. Um, but by the time I was done, he goes, anyways, we're all done. I was like, what? And he goes, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. I just got carried away. And I had the extra time. So I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm really you know, passionate he, about giving root canals. So I just did right. it. <laughs> well, that's like his whole job, you know? And he's like sitting yeah. there like disinfecting my tooth. And he goes, this is the most laborious part of the whole process and he goes it's very time consuming we have to be very careful go very slowly be very methodical and he goes if i miss any part of this the infection will come back and he goes luckily for you this is my favorite part (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) nice um well cool man sounds like you got the perfect guy for you yeah, I got to tell you guys something, and I know everybody bitches at me when I get a little too gross on this show, but one of the things that really struck me was, you know, because the way that they get access to the root canal is they drill an opening in your teeth. And I already had a, an opening drilled there because my tooth was prepped for a root canal a long time ago. So they had drilled it and filled it um, with the intention that it was going to be opened again to have a root canal done. Anyway, so they drill drill it open to get access to the root canal. And, you know, all, all of a sudden there's this, like, horrible stench in the air. Ugh. And the doctor just explains, is like, you're probably going to smell a slight odor, and uh, that's just how bad the infection is. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, it's so horrible. Uh, ro- um, yeah, so- rotting... Rotting flesh or something. Yeah, rotting pulp. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty gross. But but it was kinda cool. He showed me the uh he showed me the x rays beforehand and he showed me like how infected it was and the infection had gotten like into my jaw, which is like why it was wow. so bad. Yeah. And like my face was so swollen on Monday last week. That's why I was 
um, talking about, you know, a mouth thing, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm sure that could be like potentially deadly if it spreads. Yeah, too I was far actually pretty job. scared. That's that's why I was calling my dentist so much, man, because they didn't give me any information, and I'm like really paranoid about infections and stuff, you know, because it's. Well, and that's, I feel like that's kind of the sad state of healthcare. Like, why yeah. should you have to do so much work to yeah. get the care that you need, right? Right. Like, that's just so stupid. And I don't know. I don't understand the healthcare system very well. Um, but every time I have to deal with it, it's a huge pain. And yeah. so, like, <laughs> I don't know. The idea that, we want to like continue like further privatizing healthcare. It just seems like that would make it worse. I know, but, but what I'm not an expert, so what do I know? Well, and that's the thing is like I kind of started getting the feeling that like my original dentist was like just <clears throat> seeing me a whole bunch just to like bill insurance, right? Like because they weren't doing anything. I called the f- for a fucking emergency appointment and they did nothing. <laughs> And, you know, the thing is, is that I will say that the dentist said it was too swollen for him to do anything. Yeah. But the endo specialist that I saw, granted, like, the swelling had come down a little bit from the antibiotics, but he was like, well, they should have just sent you here. Like, I could have taken care of it while it was swollen. (laughs) You know, I still had swelling, and they, like, cut open the swelling and, like, just vacuumed out the pus. Yeah. Like, you know. I mean, to your point there, then, it sounds like, like you said, your dentist just wanted to cash in. Well... I'll see you anyways, but I can't do anything, so I can bill. I can still bill you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and then yeah, and then what was kind of funny too? I was in there for my emergency meeting, and and you remember my old classmate uh, Rachel? Well, she's yeah. now a, a dentist at that office. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I saw her there for the. Well, I saw her there before, but she came in. And she's like, "Oh, hey, Rhett. <laughs> How are you?" I was like, "I've been better." <laughs> um, so uh, that was kind of funny. But you're like, you want to yeah, take a felt- look at my nasty tooth? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and that was the thing that really pissed me off is like, I explained pretty thoroughly to the emergency dispatch person that they had that like my tooth was super infected and it hurt to the touch. And I was taking high level painkillers, you know, to get this taken care of. And I go in and the freaking like dental assistant or whatever was like, okay, we got to take an x-ray. And she was like, you need to bite down on this thing. I was like, what? I can't do that. She's like, why? I was like, because like that tooth is super inflamed and it hurts. Like I can barely talk, like talking to you is pissing me off. And she's like, I don't really care. You need to bite on this. Oh, so I bit on it and it hurt like a motherfucker. And then later on my dentist, like I told my dentist, he's like, does it hurt? I'm like, yeah, it's freaking throbbing. And he's like, well, what did you do to it recently? I was like, I bit down on your fucking x-ray thing. And he's like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Like, Uh, and I was like, how about you go tell your freaking hygienist or whatever the fuck her job is and tell her to piss off. Sorry, I'm cussing so much guys, but it really, it really made me mad. And to be honest, this is going to sound super stupid, but like I said, I, like I was telling you a minute ago, I was kind of scared originally about it getting screwed up or like being overseas and having to deal with this, you know, and like infections are kind of scary. And it's like, you know, Bailey is very, very medically knowledgeable so she's like calming me down and stuff but then i'm like freaking out that the swelling's not going away and that i'm going to finish my antibiotics run and the infection's not going to have gone away and like creating antibiotic resistant bacteria and my infection like scares the shit out of me you know it's like it's a little irrational i'll grant you but like after like how calm and collected and funny and nice and the way that that other office han- handled my appointment and everything, it's like I got home and I was like kind of crying a little bit, just like out of relief. Yeah. You know? Well, dude, I mean, with your thing that happened when you went to Hawaii, to mm-hmm. have like another similar kind of case yeah. come up right before you leave oh, on a yeah. giant trip, like that yeah. sucks. <laughs> Aside from being an organ, it was the same thing, an infection. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, when I went to Hawaii, I got <clears throat> appendicitis the day or the night before I was supposed to fly. It's just and crazy, man. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I almost decided not to go to the doctor that night, but well, you know, I'm glad you did, dude. Well, me too. Cause by the time they cut me open, they were like, we can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go now. 
<laughs> and they said my appendix my appendix was like like eight times larger than a normal appendix at that point or something crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, great. it was just a big relief. And now it feels great. So Good. Well I'm glad. Yeah. And oh, the thing I was trying to say about the x-rays too. So the, he showed me the before and after x-ray and it was like, you could see where like my tooth was like decaying and infected and where the infection entered into the, into the bones and stuff. And then afterwards, you know, you could still see a little bit of infection, but like now there's these like, you know, basically like these pins going through my root looks, it looked really cool on that. So x-ray. do those stay there permanently? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It, well, it's the only way to like keep the tooth, right? Like okay. otherwise they'd have to extract it. So it's, yeah, it's, I don't know what the material is, but yeah, it's some sort of like pin and they sh- like put a bunch of them in there and it just like strengthens your root and anchors it into the gums better. And then what they need to do in order for me to keep the tooth longer is they eventually they'll put a crown on it. I see. Dang. Anyway. It's pretty intense, man. Yeah. Welcome to. Game Dental Quest. <laughs> game Dental yeah. Quest. I don't know. Dumb if, puns. But yeah, that was honestly like time, like, you know, the biggest kind of time consumer of my week this week was just laying in agony on painkillers. Dang. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's totally fine. I finished Daredevil Season 3 while I was on, uh, in, on bed rest, so. Nice. Yeah. It, and it was kind of funny, like, going and playing this, like, super complex musical while being doped to the gills. <laughs> Do you feel like, like uh, you did a good job or... Yeah. Maybe better? <laughs> yeah. It, well, it took away, like, performance anxiety, you know? That's good. It was just like, here I am. We're doing it. <laughs> and, like, things, like, felt like they were kind of, like, happening, like, distantly, you know? Yeah. It felt like way... It just, like, the way I describe it is, like, when you know you're like jamming with new people for the first time and so you like turn your guitar down a little bit and you're just like letting them do their thing and you're just kind of filling in and playing and it's like and it's not like you're you're like shitting up the place no you're playing some cool stuff but it's just like is this like zero pressure thing yeah that's what it felt like that's good <laughs> yeah nice so it was fun um cool, uh, bentley who, uh, if you guys remember, was a guest on on our show a few episodes back. Uh, he came and saw the first show, like before, like the first day when I was on Percocet and stuff, and was at the show. And he was just like, I came out to say hi to him, and he's like, "You high right now?" <laughs> <laughs> that was like his first words to me, <laughs> just looking at me. It's like, sorry, dude. I'm on. I'm on some painkillers playing the show, and he's like, "Nice." Couldn't even tell. <laughs> playing like through your playing. It's like, thank you. I appreciate that. That's good. Uh, but anyway, how was your week, Taylor? Uh, my week is all right. Um, going through some changes at work, which is kind of interesting. Changes, face the strange changes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get into detail about it, but that's been uh, taking up some of my time at work. Well, you getting fired? No, nothing bad about me. Just like the the library is kind of like, um, well, we've had we had like the same director for about 15 years, and she retired last year, and oh. so we have an interim director, which I who I really like, and uh, so she's making some changes around the library to kind of help us keep moving forward so yeah um yeah so just kind of dealing with some of that stuff this week but it's all good and gravy and uh yeah then it was uh more dealing with our six (laughs) cats that are living right outside our apartment Um, oh yeah we built this little shelter for them which i'm really glad we did because they're actually using it and it started pouring down rain the last couple days um so they're able to kind of stay dry but we took this we bought this little tote like plastic tote we cut a hole in it and then alia bought this like um insulation foam oh yeah and we like foamed it all up and i got like some of this soft styrofoam stuff from work and we like put it all in there so it's like this nice cozy like pretty warm little thing that we put out there and 
I was so happy when I first saw them go in it. Like, I really didn't know if they would go in it because they're kind of scared, you know? But yeah. one night I woke up at like 1130 and I... uh just looked out the window i'm like in the habit now of just like looking out the window at night and right as yeah. i was looking out the window one of them was going inside and it was just like ooh, like that <laughs> you know uh-huh, they're using it you know so that was cool. yeah but also man i got um a bunch of information about how to trap them and uh it's, it's pretty involved um i'm kind of nervous for it just because there's six of them And so we have to, there's a, not a shelter, there's a clinic in Eugene that accepts walk-ins, but apparently like, unless you get there right when it opens at like 7am, it's kind of hard to get in. Yeah. So we got to like plan ahead. We'll get some cages. We'll have a plan to like capture one at one or two at a time and then bring them into the clinic and pay for them to get neutered or spayed and then all these like shots they need but then you got to go pick them up and bring them back it like it it sounded like when i first um was looking into it that we would be able to kind of like just get them there and have them fixed up and everything and then they would be like going into foster care Mm. but it's apparently much harder than that like most of the fosters around are already pretty full and yeah. like they're very particular about what cats get in and don't because they want the obviously the most friendly ones and the youngest ones to go into foster care so that they can help like socialize them yeah. and so it was like kind of sad realizing that the cats that we're helping probably aren't going to go into foster care so We'll get them fixed and cleaned up and stuff, but then we just got to kind of put them back out, which kind of sucks, but... I mean, you can make an ad, too, you know, on, like, Craigslist and Facebook and... Yeah. Um, Let's see. Last night, I got really into this game uh, called Tents and Trees. You ever heard of it? No. It's actually really clever, and I'm sad that I didn't have an idea as simple and fun as this. It's basically like this Sudoku kind of game. Yeah. Um, it's on mobile, by the way. And you have like these packs that have a grid that's like a certain height and width. They start at like five by five. And every, like they randomly generate, or it feels like the uh, trees. And every tree has to have a tent placed to it. No tent can be touching another tent. Uh, And uh, little rules like that. But it ends up being like, like the rules are just so simple, but it ends up being like this really kind of complicated algorithm. You have to run in your head to be able to finish these levels. And I got super addicted to it last night. I went through like probably 50 levels. Um, And just the the idea behind it is so simple and easy. It made me want to try and make something like that. Yeah. Um, so if you guys are needing like a little time killer on your phone, tents and trees is pretty good. And the, I really like the minimalist vibe it gives off. Like there's only two sprites really, which are the tent and the tree. And then there's just grass. So it's like, I don't know. It's a cool little game. Really enjoyed it. So, I've been kind of going through this phase where I don't really want to get my laptop out when I'm in bed to, like, play games. So, I've been, like, installing all these different games and playing them, and 99% of them are terrible. Like, you know, riddled with ads or, I don't know, super repetitive. Uh, So, I've been going through some. I did see that Armello... Uh, is now available on mobile, which I think yeah. is pretty cool. Um, like, I played it a little bit on PC. I think you actually gave it to me. Um, but it fits really well on mobile because it's, like, very almost board game-like. And it's great for tap mechanics because it's all, you know, turn-based, just, like, looking at cards and 
you know, moving your little character around. So I've been kind of playing that, which has been fun. Um, but otherwise, uh, most of my week was spent um, with the things I already talked about and continuing working on my little prototype canvas game, which has been fun. I haven't really changed anything too visible in the game, but I've gone through and uh, made made it easier to work in. Like, I've introduced a bunch of classes that help make things easier, and um, one of the big things I did was the, the game itself, like, you don't really interact with it that much, and it's not like a real-time game, so you don't need to draw everything on the screen, like every single frame, and that's what I had been doing. And so I had been working on making it so that the draw calls only happen essentially when the player makes a, a move. So like if they go up, up, down, left, or right, it redraws just the tiles that are being affected. So I think it's not that it like even really matters, but I think that it's really made my game much more performant. Um, so that was kind of cool. And then I also uh, learned how to work with sprite sheets in Canvas, which is, I mean, it's pretty similar to how you do it in other games. You have to basically specify like the height and width of a sprite and like the root position that it starts at. And then there's like a almost like a delta position. So you kind of define this little frame that goes around your sprite and then you just tell that to move every so often. So like yesterday I added this little idle animation for your character um, and he's just bouncing up and down. But it's a little tricky to figure out. Um, if anyone's interested, I, I found a pretty great article on uh, using sprite sheets with can uh, Canvas. Let me see if I can bring it up. Um, it's by a guy called William Malone. If you go to his website, uh, williammalone.com, you can see he has a bunch of articles helping out with Canvas in particular. And he shows you just how to do these little animations, um, which explains everything I was just trying to talk about in a pretty simple way. So I kind of looked at that to help me figure it out. but. Um, it's really fun actually like having to kind of develop your own little framework to make a game like Pico 8 you basically have to do the same thing although they have you know some built-in functions and stuff to help you draw your sprites and and that sort of thing and it's the same with canvas so a lot of the things I've learned with Pico 8 have kind of transferred over to canvas but it's it's just really satisfying like having to fully think through how you know like how animations work and all that kind of stuff so it's been really fun i'm excited to use it for omg jam um oh the other thing that happened was it's kind of cool uh berkza in the um discord actually helped me out with uh with my game i had this problem where um in trying to reduce the amount of draw calls in the game um basically I set it up so that in canvas um, you have all of your images that load up at the beginning of the game and you don't want to actually start drawing anything until you've completed that load because then you'll see them kind of all just like if it were going in slow motion like all the images would start popping up one at a time um, which looks kind of funny so basically I learned from Chris Delion uh, in his little course, you go through and one of the first things you do when you start your game is load up all your images and you have a method that gets fired each time an image is uh, loaded and it checks to see if it's the last image to be loaded. And if it is, then it starts the game. So I basically copied that uh, or made it in a very similar way to what the course I took was showing. But what was happening is if I'm only trying to draw everything one time at the beginning of the game after everything's loaded, it would not load, it wouldn't draw any of the images. Um, so I spent like an hour to two hours troubleshooting that and figured out if I um, 
before I call the draw function, um, if I waited like a couple of milliseconds, then everything would come up and draw. And Berksa asked to look at my code and I'm doing everything, I'm putting it up on GitHub. And it was pretty neat because he just did a pull request and then he changed my code around a little bit and then he um, asked to have me merge it and then I reviewed it and merged it. Um, and so now like his code is in my game, which is pretty sweet. Like I've always just that's used cool. Yeah. It, like that's what open source is all about, you know? And he made me feel like it's pretty easy to do that, you know, like to, yeah. to start contributing to people's projects. And like his change that he made was very minimal, but it really helped me out. And now he's basically like, he can say, oh, I contributed to an open source project, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's like not something I've really dabbled with. I've just used GitHub as like my own little repository, but kind of curious to, you know, because like Maddie is always talking about like working with the people who make Phaser and trying to Mm -hmm. help them. And same with uh, Gamer. He's been doing the same thing with Godot or Godot or however you say it. Um, Right. It's like, it's not hard to contribute to those things. You just find a, you know, if you read their, their code and you find something that could be improved, just make a pull request and then submit that to them. And if they like it, they include it. And then now you've contributed to open source software. Like that's really cool. So it felt kind of empowering, even though I didn't really do anything, you know, I just, was the one who originally started the code. But I like that. It, it was really neat. Pretty sweet. Nice. Yeah. It's uh, kind of exciting in a way. I know. Yeah. And now, like, I don't know. It's just cool that his code's going to live on in my project, too, you know? Yeah. Cool for both of us, I think. Long after he's gone. <laughs> Hopefully not. Uh, <laughs> um, also this week, um, I did a lot more work on Free Code Camp, mostly just hammering through some of the vanilla JavaScript stuff, which should help me again with um, all the Canvas stuff. Um, and as part of that, I started reading many more articles on Medium which if you uh, aren't familiar with Medium is like this blog site basically um, where it makes it easy for people to write blogs. Um, And there's a ton of stuff on JavaScript. Like I think a lot of people that are on it are web developers. Um, So I started reading a lot more these JavaScript blogs, which has been pretty interesting and, and pretty helpful. Like I've learned some interesting like methods and stuff that I wouldn't have if I hadn't started reading. Um, and one of them that I came across is a guy who made a discord bot with JavaScript. And I was thinking about that and how cool that would be if we had our own, uh, discord bot, maybe it'd be like the, the quest giver or, you know, something like that who like greets people. Um, I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. Some of the other uh, servers I'm a part of have bots that yeah. they use. Uh, like uh, the one that we use to play Dungeons & Dragons has like a bot that um, has the uh, Dungeons & Dragons rules built in. Uh-huh. And you just like type commands into it and it'll... Like you just type commands into chat and the bot will, you know, like roll dice for you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, do things like that. It's kind of interesting. See, I feel like that'd be pretty fun fun little project and everyone that I've seen make one makes it in JavaScript. The problem that I'm not sure how to address is where to host it because the bot has to live on a server somewhere. And I'm not Mm. sure if Discord provides that. Um, The guy that I read his article that made it was using Glitch, I think, which is kind of like a code pen type of thing where you can just like write a little application and it lives on their servers. But I don't know if that means that it's like active all the time or what. So playing around with that idea of, you know, just ways to enrich our community. And I know I've been talking for a long time about 
making the website better, but I think, you know, something like a Discord bot would be kind of cool. Um, whenever people enter the the room, you know, it could have a, a welcome message and point them to our welcome page or welcome channel, yeah, everything like that, and tell them to introduce themselves. But maybe there could be other stuff too. Not sure exactly what. So if any of you guys have ideas for, you know, functionality of a Discord bot, let us know. I'm kind of curious and want to want to start trying dabbling with that. Probably after OMG Jam. Sweet. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah. And if you have a name too, let us know. I was thinking it'd be something that fits in with the whole like quest, you know, like RPG element mm-hmm. that we have with Game Devs Quest. So you know, quest giver or merchant or something like that, you know? Yeah. NPC. NPC. Yeah. (laughs) So that's kind of what I've been up to. Uh, Getting kind of excited for OMG jam. So it's been fun practicing for that, but otherwise, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) getting depressed with this stuff that's going on in the news that's about it yeah pretty typical Mm -hmm. par for the course you know what really struck me not to get super political about this but i I just wanted to drop something that just dawned on me the other day uh because it like wasn't ever really clear to me so i've been doing sweeney todd for three weeks every night for three weeks and there's a song early on in the beginning where uh one of the main characters mrs lovett is singing to sweeney before she realizes that he is like, you know, his, her, her old neighbor. So basically the story of Sweeney Todd, just to give you set up is that he um, was framed for a crime and shipped to a penal colony in Australia. And eventually after 15 years, he escapes the penal colony and hit, hitches a ride on a ship back to London where eventually he exacts revenge on his enemies by killing them and baking them into meat pies um, but <clears throat> part of his like framing and everything, I didn't realize I've been playing the damn show for so long, but I, wa- I tried to watch the like Johnny Depp, like Tim Burton movie. Yeah. And they're a lot more explicit in, in their imagery of like what's happening. Um, but part of the reason that they framed Sweeney and like sent him away <clears throat> was because the judge in their area or whatever, the judge, uh, I don't know, but the judge anyways, he, uh, uh, was like in love with Sweeney Todd's wife. And, uh, he invited her to a party and like got her super drunk and then raped her. Damn. And it's like pretty explicit in the movie. They just like show him like, you know, basically beginning to rape her. But in the show, like I had no idea. But anyway. I just thought it was interesting because uh, when we started the show, there was uh, something in the news that was uh, eerily similar that had to do with a really high-ranking, powerful judge uh, who had, um, you know, supposedly um, got a girl super drunk and then sexually assaulted her. So it was kind of interesting to see the parallels in real life. Yeah, man, that's pretty dark. Oh, yeah, the whole thing's pretty dark. But it's a great play. If you guys are in the area, come see it. I know you're not. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, sure. <clears throat> the movie's kind of boring, I got to say, compared to the show. I feel like I watched it. I'm, You know, I'm not really into musicals necessarily. I feel like I watched it, and I was just kind of like, eh, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Well, the movie has, like, no character, man. It's, like, kind of just droll. Yeah. Like, none of the songs have personality. I watched uh, the original cast on Broadway on YouTube, and it was so good. It was so riveting from start to finish. And I don't like musicals either. I just work in the industry. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like I don't, I don't look up musicals when I get offered them, um, or I don't look up musicals when I see that like a theater I might work for is doing them. I just wait until I'm offered the job, and then I'll, I'll like you know, watch yeah, it for the first time or whatever. Research. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm always like pretty surprised. There's been some that I don't care for. Like I didn't care for wizard of Oz at all, 
Um, but I've always been pretty pleasantly surprised. And the Broadway adaptation and our adaptation too of Sweeney Todd is just like, it's so good. And that, but the movie is so bad. Like <laughs> the aesthetic is really cool. But again, there's just like some sort of like tone or like character or like, I don't know. There's just like, like something missing from all of the songs. And it's kind of boring. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Another reason I won't watch it. The only like the only like musical adaptation of film that I've ever seen that I liked, I ended up seeing Les Mis, obviously, because like the hype for it was like kind of big. Yeah. And I knew nothing about it, and I just like went and saw it, and I actually really liked that one. And then I went on YouTube again and found the you know some version in some London theater and watched it and was like absolutely floored by like how good those guys were. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That I I'm. I wouldn't really seek out seeing that, but I probably would watch watch at least part of it to see. Les Mis actually has some of my favorite like musical numbers in it. Nice. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I won't bore you with that. I don't know how all of a sudden we became musical devs quest. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but anyway, <laughs> I was just trying to draw the parallel between Brent Kavanaugh and Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Same guy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't really have anything else to talk about, do you? Not really, other than, just like we did last week, remind people that the election is coming up. Um, I Oh, that's something I did. Last week was I did vote. Uh, in Oregon, oh, yeah. we have you know mail-in ballots, so it's super easy. Uh, I've talked a little bit about it on the Discord and everything. Um, but I was really intrigued by... Uh, you know, because you get those big pamphlets that show, like, what the yeah. ballot measures are and stuff like that. I was pretty intrigued by some of the third parties, and I I know I've said it before, but I'm not a big fan of the two main parties anyways. Uh, I absolutely despise the Republican Party. Um, I feel a little bit better about the Democratic Party, but not that much better. Um, right. And so I'm very tempted to... Right now, I'm a registered independent but I'd like to maybe go more towards something that I actually believe in. Like the, there's the Pacific greens who looked legit and there's also just the progressive party. Yeah. And I really appreciated the fact that they, I mean, they had their messages like bulleted and everything, but then they both also showed the way that like a standard person in their party would vote on each of the ballot measures and also like their, the people yeah, um, which was really helpful because, like, reading through all of the things that they've endorsed, I was very aligned with both of them. So that was pretty cool. Excellent. Um, but I guess the point is, uh, we have what almost a week, one week, a week from tomorrow. Yeah, I think the deadline's like November. Yeah, November fifth, sixth, sixth, November sixth. Yeah. So. Make sure you guys uh, put the effort out and vote. I know that nowadays, like the last couple of years, have been some of the darkest I feel like I've had politically in my life. So it's really important to get out and vote for what you believe in. Um, yeah. I mean, we're hearing all kinds of really horrible things going on with voter suppression and gerrymandering and stuff. So I know that you know, the people in power are against us. They're using the system that's in place to benefit them the most, which is frustrating. But the only thing we can really do uh, is um, get out and vote, but also to um, group up together and get activated, you know? Absolutely. So. I think it's a good note to add on. Go vote. You got a week. By the time you hear in our voice next, the deadline is going to be upon us. Yep. Um, so, you know, do your best. And uh, that's all we ask. Um, hey, you know what else? There's some really cool Humble Bundles out right now. And those of you guys who have been listening to us for a while know that you can financially support this podcast by buying from Humble Bundle with our sweet, sweet link. 
Um, I've kind of been eyeing the uh, RPG Maker bundle, yeah. which I know is like kind of hokey, but I've been like uh, reading a lot of, um, you know, stories of people using RPG Maker. And while, you know, I don't think that it would be useful to like make your dream game or whatever, uh, it could be totally useful for just like hashing out stuff really quick. Uh, it, you know, super easy. It comes with a lot of assets in this bundle. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's lots of tiers. For 50 bucks, you can get like so much stuff. I don't know if I would do the $50 bundle, but 15 bucks, uh, you get uh, RPG Maker, uh, whatever one that one is, VX Ace. Anyway, that's like one of the top tier ones that a lot of like professional game devs on uh, that have their like games featured on Steam and stuff. Um, they use that one. You, yeah, they use that one. And then there's just like cool tile sets and assets and things like that. And, um, and then of course also there's some, uh, I think there's some games and stuff in here too. Um, games made with RPG Maker. So that's kind of cool. Um, go ahead and take a look at that one. Of course, our link is permanently at bit.ly forward slash GDQ hyphen humble. Um, and again, it's kind of cool to just see like so much game dev stuff here. Yeah. On humble. Um, there's a couple other things. Um, one uh, that's uh, kind of cool is uh, Taylor mentioned it on our Discord is the uh, WB bundle. For a dollar, you can get Shadow of Mordor. Oh my god, um, such a good deal. Yeah, which is a great game. So <laughs> it really is. If you haven't played it yet, here's a perfect chance for a buck. You can get that. Just uh, yeah. you know, feel free to use our use our link if you, you're so inclined. Also, um, check out the other bundles while you're there. There's Day of the Devs, which is an indie indie dev bundle. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have Hyperlight Drifter, you can pay twelve bucks and get that along with a bunch of other games. Yeah, that so. uh, ukulele ukulele game that's on there is like a forty or fifty dollar game on Steam. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's it's basically just you know like a glorified three D platformer like Banjo Kazooie or Super Mario or Mario sixty four or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, but it looks pretty cool. Uh, I got that in a in a humble monthly deal. Hotline Miami two obviously is really good. Um. But anyway, yeah, go ahead and check these out and let us know what you think. Um, and uh, also, you guys can uh, pretty much reach us anytime, especially with the Game Jam coming up. We're going to be rocking and rolling on Twitter, over on Discord, uh, all the like. Best ways to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter, at GameDevsQuest. If you want to email us, uh, and we have been getting some emails from some of you guys, so thank you so much for that. Uh, it's gdq at airpodcast.com. And if you want to come join the Discord during the game jam, it's uh, bit.ly forward slash GDQ Discord. Uh, come join us, come hang out, talk. Um, I'm going to be uh, rocking and rolling with my sweet game jam Spotify playlist. Um, you know, with that sweet, sweet Spotify and Discord integration, you can see what I'm listening to all day or even listen along. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else we got to mention, Taylor? That's um, enough bookkeeping. Yeah, the only thing I was going to say is, again, if you guys are planning on streaming your development during OMG Jam, make sure you put it in our stream updates um, page, or I keep saying page, but channel on the Discord. And also, if uh, you're planning on playing through the entries, definitely let us know as well. Uh, Just because of time constraints and everything else, I think this time Rhett and I might not do a full one. (laughs) So uh, it be much appreciated if some of you guys wanted to um, pick up some of our slack on that one and just showcase what everybody's made so keep Absolutely. that in mind we'd appreciate it and otherwise yeah just practice this week get your tools all lined up uh, make sure you've spoken to your loved ones about the fact that you're committing to a pretty uh, oh that's a work really good intensive point. week weekend yeah. yeah i think that's I like the way you brought that up too yeah i, I think it's just fair you know um yeah I always have to kind of, well, not have to. I always want to make sure that my wife is good with me uh, spending a lot of time just in front of a computer instead of doing our normal weekend activities. Yeah. Um, but again, our our game jam is technically three days long, so it gives you that extra bit of time to be able to, you know, take a break. Like, for instance, next week is a duck game, uh, football, and I wouldn't mind kind of watching some of that. Uh, so I might be taking some breaks, doing some other stuff while the game jam's going on. You don't have to like have it be your life for the weekend, but it's important to make sure that your loved ones are aware of your commitment. And uh, 
I think that's the best way to kind of set set yourself up for success, you know. So. Yeah, and you know, I think that's a really important thing to um, to kind of like reiterate too is that like if you have your hobbies and your passions and your stuff like this, and um, they are getting in the way of spending time with your family, uh, you're doing it wrong. Uh, you you can't just neglect your family. So yeah. you know, I understand obviously that not every uh, situation is uh, the same. But, uh, you know, just consider, like, if that was you that was kind of being neglected, uh, things like that, you wouldn't be, like, super thrilled about it. Um, so, yeah, exactly. you know, just, just consider it from that angle, and uh, and hopefully we can all come out the other side of OMG Jam without, uh, you know, major resentments or anything like that. For sure. Yeah, man. Cool, cool guys. Well, hey, if... Uh, Yeah, if <laughs> shit, that's it. I guess let's go ahead and sign off. Yeah, guys, we're looking forward to this weekend. We'll see more of you here in a couple of days. So have a good, awesome. uh, hey. good couple of days. Cute that music. That's right.